Did you play the, Journey, Mogan? Yes. Oh, oh I, I love it. It's like one and a half gigs to like, install it. I cry about it all the time. Journey? Sometimes I know. I've been, I've, been, I've been meaning to play it. Tears. <laughs> it's usually like late at night and I've had a few glasses of wine, but you know, whatever. I know. I've been meaning to play it because I've heard the soundtrack so good and I've just I heard over and over soundtrack. and over and over and over how good it is. But I want to listen to the soundtrack, but I don't know if I want to listen to it you Before should save it. it. Yeah, no, save it for the I game. I want to save it for the game, I think. Because I have no connection with it. I'm like, oh, it's good. But Wait, I so li- you haven't listened to the Journey song? No. Oh, I, save on, it. On save purpose. It for the game. On purpose. Okay, yeah, yeah. Do yeah, that. save it. I haven't listened to good it idea. But good I did idea. listen to Oni and the Blind Forest soundtrack in my car today. Probably half of it. So good. And that's right. good. But it's I don't amazing. have like I don't have an emotional connection I don't, to it. I don't either Twilight yet. Twilight Princess I listened to. Dude, the... Um, and I've done this before, but it's like, it's, I think it's called the Zelda theme orchestral. Right, it's, right. That is amazing. I mean, just the medley oh is my so, God. my favorite one is um, the Gerudo Valley portion, where it's just like the music from the Gerudo Valley, and it just like. <sighs> See, I'm not going to, if I heard it, I'd know so, it. So, true story, I may or may not have gotten pulled over for speeding once. <laughs> Blissity Because I was at that site, well, and I was I, going really fast and didn't realize it, and then the cop got me, <laughs> and I was like, officer, you don't understand, I'm like crying in the car again. <laughs> They're just like, ma'am, we're going to have to give you a ticket. <laughs> it's like, okay. You're not talking your way out of this one. <laughs> I know. I tried. I don't have any it emotional connection to Ori and the Blind Forest either because I haven't played the game. I didn't right. realize it came out so. It came out in March. Yeah, I thought it was most no, much more recent. No, than no, that. no, no, no. It's been it out. was earlier in the I didn't year. realize that. Limbo? Wait, you but it's only Limbo? I, that one is also Wait, on my list. Wait, say it one more time. Limbo? Limbo. Oh, you have played It looks Limbo? fun. It's, oh. I can get it for the Vita, too. Really good. Is really that the good. one? Wait, is it really pixelated? No. No, that's Braid. It's a 2D scroller. I was but thinking it, it's, of Braid. It, Never mind. Yeah. Braid, I want to play. It's black and white. And, it's beautiful. Uh, yeah. Really good. It's like really heavily relies on shadows. Oh. Yeah. Scary, oh. too. Yeah. It's oh. in a cave or something like that. Oh, boy. You go, you go through a cave. Or you're going, or is it like, is it like, Limbo? Like, the purgatory sense. It doesn't, I guess maybe. I don't know. Feels just more like you're in a forest and then listen to us recording a bonus episode right now I know. before we even kick off the main <laughs> one. You gotta use We've this made a lot of progress. The, then go to the beginning. I can see it now. I'm saying this and then boom, music. Hey everybody, this is Jarrett Wilson, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. What's up? And to my left, Zachary Parks. That's what I usually say. I know, I What's did it on up? purpose. <laughs> and I say it in that voice. You gotta I change like to it up. Throw it off. I know. Gotta change it up. Yeah. I need to like make a list of greetings it's important i get nervous i'm like oh, what am i gonna say this time oh i know <laughs> most of the most of the time when we end this thing i'm always just like eh. uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye folks i know it's like you're at a party it's awkward uh, like how do we get out of here <laughs> yeah we're working on that we're working on it we'll get better we're getting better with time we i mean are. i think, I think, I think we're, like, we're like a fine wine mm, we're yes. gonna get better with time like me personally i'm already there you guys, you Mogan, guys we're, catch, we're doing kidding. ketchup for me. Just ketchup doing some Mogan. ketchup there. All right, all right. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll buy that. It's hard to argue against that. <laughs> but in case you didn't know, if you wanted to ever send us a comment, question, or any other feedback from the show, you can do so by sending us an email to teamchatpodcast at gmail.com or giving us a follow on Twitter at Team Chat Podcast. We also have a Patreon page set up where you can go and check us out there and subscribe where you'll get some cool perks like the episodes early or even some memorabilia depending on what tier you unlock and uh, as well as some access to exclusive content and even some Google Hangouts. So hopefully we'll see you see you there and thanks to those of you who have already supported us on our on our Patreon page. Again, that's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E. 
S-E-O-N.com slash Team Chat Podcast. So, Mogan, one, two, three. Thank you. Oh, okay. Gonna, okay, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. <laughs> I like it. You can't surprise me. Ready? One, one two, two, three. Thank, thank you. you, everyone. <laughs> now we have inspiring music. But anyway, moving on to the topic of the show today. It is now the end of 2015. We have spent the last year playing games, experiencing the gaming world for another one of the Earth's rotations around the sun. It was an here, awkward way to say a year. I don't know. It's beautiful. Pr- I was quite proud of that. <laughs> I disagree. Thank you, Zach. Thank you. It's I was the, quite proud of that not illustration. Sure, not sure I like the astronomical. The, um, the, <laughs> I was, yeah. I was yeah, happy I'm not it. used to thinking that I was that happy big. with it. We're going we're gonna to shelve that. We're going to put a pin in your... Can <laughs> put a pin in Put a pin in it, and we're going to come back to it later. But for now... <laughs> So we wanted to just give this one as more of an open conversation about what 2015 looked for us, looked like for us in gaming. What did we do? What games do we beat? What things do we like? And to kick us off, it's going to be exactly Everyone's parts. looking at me. <laughs> um, 2015. Hmm. Would you classify it as a good year in gaming? Let me just add, that's a question I'm asking you too. Not for me. Not not, not for especially for me personally. Like there have definitely been way better years. So this one I was really not super wowed by the video game scene in general. Now part of that could be that a whole bunch of games that I really want to play just very recently came out and I haven't been able to get my hands on them quite yet. Mm. But as far as like early earlier in the year, middle of the year, not a lot that really wowed me. But there are some good ones. There are some good ones in my list. Okay. I think it was. It was a. Fair, I would say it was a fairly average year. Um, there were some big things that I was excited about. Like, I mean, I'll go into it more when it's my turn to talk about yes, these things. Yes, but, I just wanted to get a general but yeah, I, kind of consensus of your immediate thoughts of the year overall. I think it was good. There weren't any huge controversies with like broken games like there were last year in 2014. Yeah, right. Yes. So we kind of. I mean, there were a couple examples of I'm that. Like of Master Arc, Chief Collection in Master particular. Chief Collection from last year, right? That's 2014. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like Assassin's Creed Unity, I knew had some that big had some problems. Issues, yeah. Uh, the only ones that come off the top of my head this year as being severely broken were the Arkham Batman Arkham Knight on PC, and then the new Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five. I think just came out it was terrible and is still terrible. Tony like, it Hawk. Just never, That's a they shame. They never fixed it. Yeah, <laughs> I was a big fan of Tony was, Hawk back in the day. Yeah, it just oh, kind of seems like they I rushed this one about out. That game. That was a big game in my life. We'll have to, we'll we'll have to, to revisit it. Yeah, how do I, how I wasn't really into the skateboarding games, but snowboarding. Do you guys remember SSX Tricky? I played. I love that game. Interesting. That, uh, did you ever play 1080 for N64? That's no. the one I played. Yeah, that's the one I played. Here we go. I We're getting off topic. <laughs> like, I yes, those are great games. Do you but, have 1080? I do. Oh, but wow. yeah. T- um, but no, I think it was. A, I think it was a pretty good year for me personally. It was a really fantastic year, and that's because 2014 didn't offer me much for gaming. In fact, I don't remember the last time that so many games came out that for 2015. I can't remember the last time so many games came out that I wanted to get. You know, I. I don't consider myself a strictly like a mainstream gamer, but I have my preferences and they just happen to kind of be the bigger games. The AAA ones. I mean, you know, in a sense, but then I also kind of go off path and play some great arcade games and, you know, I I I tend to mix it up, but I'm right now in my life, I'm only willing to shill out some money for games I know that are I'm going to like a lot, right? you know. And this year I had three games that came out in one year. I can't remember the last time that's happened. The three games I wanted to get. And in order, they were Metal Gear Solid Five, 
Halo 5, and Fallout 4. In your, in your order of, like, excitement for the game? In the order they came out. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. In the order oh, yeah, of excitement true. for the game? No. Halo 5 I was definitely most excited for. Um, and so, like, all the rest of my years, it was, you know, permeated by Halo. Halo yeah. was, like, <laughs> it, it was very exciting for me for Halo 5 to come out. But what was more, what's more interesting, I think, is a game like Metal Gear Solid 5. I've never played the other Metal Gear Solids in the series, except for Metal Gear Solid 2, and very briefly. But I remember loving it. And playing a game like this where I it was one of those moments when you didn't have high expectations my hopes weren't very high and I got it because oh you know I was like it looks like a good game nothing else I need to kill some time before Halo comes out it was I wasn't like a filler game it was yeah. it's and I you know most people probably don't look at Metal Gear Solid as a I was filler say, game most people would never they were unless no, they actually wanted to just, yeah, just no. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's really insulting I know and, and I, so but what a lovely position it was for me to be in to be so have such not low expectations but I just didn't know what I was getting into yeah just have no expectations no expectations I was like oh you know and I was like in the first 20 minutes I realized this game was going to be one of the best games I've ever played oh that's yeah why I'm so you've, ex- ta- you've been talking about I know, it a lot I know that's why I'm so excited to, to see you guys play it because <laughs> the cinematics are beautiful the soundtrack is awesome and just the immersive nature of it i mean when i'm talking about the first 20 minutes is this hospital level i won't give much away but you're basically in a hospital that's under attack and never had i played a game i never played uncharted which i hear is like this as well but never have i played a game that felt so much like a movie and Mm -hmm. i never really am appealed to that in general so like I, i want games to kind of have their own feel you know if they're if they're mimicking movies that's fine if they're mimicking cinema i think that's pretty cool but i also think they the less cinematics the better almost like, yeah let me do that like that's why i'm so like fallout and skyrim i like rpgs yeah, a lot you and know fewer cinematics would not be something i would normally peg metal gear solid specifically with well typically I, their cut scenes are ultra cinematic I I, oh, a million <laughs> but then long but, and what's so wonderful is they do it very well oh I, yeah you know i once i think i briefly read that hideo kojima even wanted to be a film director when he was younger he and could so, do it he, oh my god and like these are all like these one shot crazy tracking shots of like just action and it's really and, and what else is interesting about Metal Gear, which I never knew about before, was the blending of like the bizarre and the the absolutely like just strangeness with the real realism and the kind of hardcore stealth action with like I, I you know I don't know if you call it a Japanese sensibility of just humor and um, environment, but they m- blend this thing that I've never it's played before and it's so memorable. You know, it's kind of got that anime feel at points, and it has, like, crazy bosses, crazy characters. I mean, I'm, people that are listening are like, that's what Metal Gear's always been about, I was, but I yeah. never really was on that board. So this was the first one I p- really played all the way through, you know? Yeah, no, I had, the, I had the exact same thought. I have not played Metal Gear Solid Five yet, but hearing you talk about mm-hmm. it and seeing gameplay footage of it and just reading reviews about it, it is very high on my list yeah. of 2016. And... But I have played the Ground Zeroes, the, right? Which is like, which was a very, it's a it's small like a one taste. level, yeah. Yeah, it's like a level a taste of, of Phantom Pain, and just from that, I was blown away again by the by the level of detail yeah. in yeah. the cinematics, by the level of detail in the environments and the music, mm-hmm. the ending cutscene of that a cinematic of that game mission in right. and of itself. As I was watching it, I said out loud to myself, "I was like, 
I have to play every single game in this series. Right, I know. It's it's it's. I feel the same way. I feel like I've missed out on a lot. Oh, but yeah. I'm happy to it's found quite it an undertaking. Out this, I know. Could you we'll, imagine going we'll back to playing all the some... Metal Gears? Oh my god! I went and added the <laughs> Legacy Collection, and that I, that day went added the Legacy Collection to my Amazon wish list and Phantom Pain. Mm. So, does the Legacy Collection have all of them up until now, other than Pain? think so oh, really oh, is it really all of them I it might be it missing a couple of the three. smaller ones it might be just the first three i need to double check maybe it. i imagine but it, but i but i looked at it and i was like "Ooh, that's all of them the yes please because i mean good packages come in threes i mean there's three of us <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs> um i will get it maybe i'll like stop there because because i have two other i want to talk about halo 5 and fallout 4 those are the other big games for me in 2015 and i'll i'll we should maybe split it up i'll let you guys go okay but yeah. metal gear solid was and still is something that is like I've never had a game so quickly been like iconic already. Right. You know, like even thinking about it in my memory, like the characters and the situations and the maps and like everything about it, I'm like, God, it is so well done. And it was so much fun to play. I'm a huge stealth fan. I know we haven't talked about No, it is really fun. It's oh I love I love it's, it's stealth. so fun to like be super stealthy. It is. Just what is it around? about? I'm gonna I'm gonna it's touch on fun. I'm gonna touch on that. No, I'm not. Mistake. <laughs> well, I'm I mean, not gonna touch. I, I do. I was gonna say I was gonna talk about a game a little bit later, but that's for another episode. Okay. My bad, listeners. Come back <laughs> next time. <laughs> well, if we ever talk about stealth games in general, and we haven't talked about this, but I've played every single Splinter Cell game, and I am a huge fan. Huh. That's right. It, I remember, it, I remember has it ever that. come up before? Because no. I feel like I've never even heard you no, say those Tom words. Clancy <laughs> has not been brought up before. That's why we've had kind of mixed feelings about the new one, Siege. Oh yeah, I need to play it to be honest, but I'm like not even interested in it. I played the beta, yeah. and I know that it had some issues, so they delayed it a little bit there. But it just didn't it didn't do anything. Rainbow Six, I'm a huge Rainbow Six fan. Yeah, I'm not really that interested in getting it. But Splinter Cell, one day we'll talk. I would love to go into depth about the first two Splinter Cells in particular. Nice. Those are some solid games that made me appreciate being a sneaky man. <laughs> <laughs> I love. That. So do you want to go next, Moga, or do you want me to? Do you want me to go first, and then we'll transition to you? Well, the thing is, like, if if we're doing threes, obviously all good things come in threes. We don't have to do my threes. three this... would be really, really vague because there is no real third. There are two games from this year that I feel had a very big impact on me and on gaming in general, and everything else was just kind of secondary. So off the top of my head. Splatoon did come out this past year. It's a very, very fun game. If you haven't played it, it's fantastic. It's obviously for the Wii U, Nintendo. It's a lot of fun in terms of team play and online play, but it, as unique and interesting as it is, it just hasn't really stayed with me in the way that other games do. Mm -hmm. And then all the other ones that I really want to play, Phantom Pain now, Rise of the Tomb Raider, which I cannot stop thinking about and still don't have. Mm -hmm. Hopefully I will be able to talk about that very soon. But uh, for now, the wallet is a little bit, <laughs> a little bit empty. flying out of it. Wait, <laughs> just, so did you, what did you play this year? Well, the other two that I will be talking about are Ori and the Blind Forest, oh, which right. came out way back in the beginning of the year. Like, would we say March? Like March, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was way early on. And then more recently would be Undertale. So I think I we've, wanted, okay, you were talking we've about talked a little bit out. about Undertale. I have yeah. a lot to say about well, it. I, but Yeah. I uh, Just real quick, I read that, um, well, I'm going to butcher this. What's the website's name? Kotaku? Yeah, Kotaku. Yeah, Kotaku. Kotaku? Yeah. Kotaku. Um, <laughs> sorry. How, how different could it be? <laughs> <laughs> I forget the spelling of <laughs> my name. Only I read that review, and that review is emotional. I didn't even read their I, review. I just, from, it's there's this joke 
on the internet. And there's this one particular comic that I'm thinking of where it's like these two people and they're playing Undertale. And then in the distance they see a light come on and they're like, what is that? And then like this guy with this big shaggy beard shows up and they're like, it's him, the fabled one, the last man on the internet that hasn't played Undertale. <laughs> and like I'm looking at both of them right now. Right here. <laughs> and the, it's like, those here bits. they are. Somehow, the somehow Undertale completely... Passed by my radar. And I did not. I did not hear about it. Well, it's not a console game. It's no, only on. Yeah, it's only on um, OS X and Microsoft. So it's literally only oh. on PC or Mac. Which okay. you have. So, Which I have. But do, <laughs> so. still, I'm, I'm, it totally. I totally missed it, and I didn't know about hear about it until we were looking at Game Award nominees. Yeah, and most people have and are currently playing it on Steam. So anybody that okay. has Steam, it's I a great addition to their current roster. I do have Steam. Yeah. Well, ch- chop chop. No, <laughs> wait. No excuse then. <laughs> so that one. Um, is definitely something that I will be able to talk more about. But um, for now, I'm going to go on ahead and toss it back to Jared. All right. So for me, 2015, it was kind of an interesting year in the, in the fact that I feel like I didn't really play a lot of the things that came out this year. I, I hit a couple, like uh, Star Wars Battlefront, Halo 5, because um, I recently got an Xbox One. <laughs> and so, um, and all that. But... Other than that, I can't really think off the top of my head. I was looking back at my list of games. I mean, that those I, are two good ones. I was about yeah. to say, I mean, Jared actually, has a, a poster of Battlefront. And actually, to my what, left what here. I was going to see, I'm <laughs> really interested to know why we haven't heard more about that from you just in general conversation. Because I feel like we talk a lot, and I haven't really heard that much from you about Battlefront. I mean, it's the same kind of. It's I love it because it's Star Wars. As anything that's going to be Star Wars. See, I'm that's go, why it's I was be, curious. That's it's why gonna I was be confused. Bumped up in in. Level of awesome, (laughs) just because uh, it's Star Wars, and that's going to cloud judgment forever. So just be forewarned, everyone. Well, at least he's honest. (laughs) But it's it's really fun. I really love it. It's a great one to play and get picked up into. But I mean, there's not a single player campaign to it. And and I heard this in a lot of reviews about it. It it's it's really fun. It makes you feel like you're part of the movies and part of the universe because it does. Like sound effects. Uh, sound effects really are the biggest yeah, thing. Like you can get, you can have a, a, a shield that goes over you, or you can even have for you and other teammates, or you can even have one that's personally just on your character. And when that comes up and the laser bolts are hitting you, it are hitting it. Like... It sounds just like from the movies, and it, and it just how they they master the sound makes it feel like it's just you're you're literally being covered by a shield right now. That's cool. It's so not. It's so good. But that being said. It does lack a little meat. Like That's it, what I've it, heard. it needs it needs a little bit more. I'm interested to see what's going to happen with DLC. Like they just released a, the new um, Battle of Jakku DLC that was just released for for free for everyone, and that introduced a new game mode called Turning Point, which is actually really fun. It's one of the big. 40 player modes that you can have Ooh. on there. Yeah, that's the other big thing. That the amount of, interesting. Well, yeah, the amount of players you can epic, have. Yeah, that war. sounds pretty It's crazy. an epic war thing. It's more It's more so, and what's fun about it too, and I was telling this with another buddy who was like, I'm not very good at first person shooters. He was saying he's not very good at first person shooters. And I said, you don't really have to be. <laughs> as long as you can master aiming and leading you'll the, get the enemies and stuff like that, you'll get kills. It's not even really, it's not even really a game where you aim down the sights as much you can, but it, it's not going to totally affect anything. It's not like you're going to be able to stand back with a pistol and, you know, aim down the sights to get a one shot headshot right. from somebody way across the map. I mean, you could 
in theory kill that person if they were standing still for long enough right. and which is what I would, I would which need would, that would be real still. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it just right gives an excellent mix of because you can have the Star Wars vehicles like the all the all terrain scout trooper vehicles and all this i testing your knowledge wow that was bad (laughs) but all the vehicles i can come in because you can have ground vehicles air vehicles all at once at&t yeah you can oh you can yeah it's not called at&t it's at&t at 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 and at yeah you can drive those at dash at i thought you couldn't drive those you can you can get it you don't Drive. drive it. Ah, you shoot, the, the, you shoot the weapons. You, <laughs> you shoot, shoot its weapons. You stuff control like that. one but leg. <laughs> it's just a massive battlefield, which makes it super fun, super chaotic. Um, but again, it's not the best shooter I've ever played. Right. But it was really I'll, I'll fun. Be curious, I'll really be curious to see the longevity with your relationship with it. I wonder how long you'll be playing it. I mean, I still keep it up. I mean, I know it just came out re- a, a little over a month ago, but I still... Switch it out and keep it in my yep. rotation. I'm right now I'm switching between Halo Five and Battlefront mostly. Mm, Halo um, Five might take over. Yeah, it might as I, as I get more into <laughs> it. Um, and so I really like that one. But yeah, no, I really don't feel like I played a whole lot of games that actually came out this last year. I did make a list of all the games that I did finish this year. Not necessarily started and finished. It's just long. It's I'm a look, long I'm list. looking at We're, it right it, now. Well, because there are a couple on here that I started a long time ago and finally just powered through and let's, finished. Let's hear them. So. Uh, in order of completion, <laughs> Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, Dragon Age Awakening. See, that's the DLC first major expansion pack to the first Dragon Age game. Wow. And you just, and I just so finished it this year. Okay. Like early this year. Okay. Uh, Valiant Hearts The Great War, which I would recommend that one highly. I've never even heard it. Was, I played, even it, I played it on my... Yeah, never heard those words. <laughs> I played it on my like iPhone. Uh, it's it's for PS4, Vita, I think I think Xbox as well. I see it's, got, it's Ubisoft. Uh-huh. And, but... That is a game similar to Ori in the Blind Forest. I played it because I heard the soundtrack. And the oh, soundtrack yeah. is fantastic. Well, now you've got my interest. You know it's, how I feel about soundtracks. It was super fun. And it, one that packed an emotional punch I was not expecting. Okay. So I would say, if, you have, the, if so, you have the time. Tell, tell, what is it again? Valiant Hearts. <laughs> Nugget's going to write in our hand again. Yeah, I need where's my pen. <laughs> no, I have. It's really, it's great. I have the teeniest, tiniest little notebook you ever did see. Very nice. With that the teeniest, cute. tiniest little writing yeah. you ever did see inside of it. <laughs> Uh, then I played, then I finished Guacamelee, which is a really fun 2D side scroller. And does it have anything to do with Guacamelee? It has, you're a, you're a luchador. Oh, that's awesome. close. It's pretty fun. Okay, it's I see really what they fun. did there. Uh, then I played an old one, Duke Nukem 3D. <laughs> Why? It was because <laughs> it came, see, now this is another thing that was very interesting for me for, for 2015. I played a lot of more independent games because I, I bought a, v, a PS Vita within the last year. And with my PS plus subscription, a lot of the games they get for that are these independent games that I normally probably wouldn't buy. Just like what you were saying. I have a limited budget. I'd like to play a bunch bunch of games. And so I played a lot more of those this year and got a lot, a few into that. And some of these are on this list. So like Duke Nukem is, you know, the old game from the nineties and it, they released it for that. And I was like, hell yeah. And it was free on the PS plus. I was like, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. play this. (laughs) Cool. It was a lot of fun. Uh, watchdogs. Oh yeah. Was that this past year? Oh, 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 you just beat it. I just beat it. It It came out 2014. Yeah, it did. It did. I was going to say that. And it was, I know it got a lot of flack. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I thought it had, I'm really interested to see what's going to happen. And if uh, Watch Dogs 2 ever comes around, they've talked about it. Um, But I really liked it. I thought it it incorporated a a lot of really fun elements, like all the hacking that you can do. Like you can control uh, uh, 
traffic signals and everything while right, you're driving. Right. You can cause all this mayhem just Logan's from your phone. Eyes got wide. So Have you seen this game? No, no, I don't even. Don't even know. Oh, it's, it's, it's it was really no. fun. Yeah, you use your cell phone to like hack into off. stuff. It's like futuristic Chicago, slightly futuristic Chicago. Chicago is controlled by this CTOS, is what it's called, and it basically can track and identify every inhabitant of the city and you can hack into that and use it to your advantage. Like you can steal people's bank accounts by hacking their phone. So right. is that is that the goal? Are you trying to steal yes. from people's accounts? No, like I'm joking. That? No, or are you just a the, You're just a perv. Just a ruffian. <laughs> you're just person in two. The goal of it is that you're you were once part of this elite hacking group and you tried to get out I believe I might be, and they pull but you then they pull you in. Basically, pull you back basically, in. yeah. You're you. They attack your fam- They attack your family. And of course, they did. And did they steal your daughter? No, they killed. They killed your. Guess. They killed your niece. Actually, oh, well, we got to change it's it up a little always bit. Always the female relative. <laughs> Why? Why but never like your brother? Or your it had son? some. It had some really great gameplay. The one thing about you could drive cars, and I could never get good at driving the cars in that game. It was the car mechanics were a little were a little difficult. It looks weird. But overall, I really like the game. Soundtrack is a great one too. It's just very. Very, very, um, very subtle through the yes. whole thing. Never, never crazy. Never action. It's great for like studying or working or something like that. Okay. I, I really like it. Um, Batman: Arkham Asylum, the first one of the new Batman games. Uh, Injustice: Gods Among Us, which was a DC Comics fighting game made by Another Realm Studios, similar to Mortal Kombat. Uh, Dragon Age Two, wow. again, another one I started a, probably two years ago. Yeah, and just You've now completed finished. a lot. Yeah. Uh, then Metal Gear Solid: Ground Zeroes. I talked about how much I like that one. Uh, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor, also a very fun game. And special note, that is the very first game I've actually platinumed, which is wow. you unlock all of the trophies you in PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. And placed in the PlayStation game, if you unlock all the trophies, you get the main platinum you trophy. where you were when you platinumed it? I was here in this house. And what'd you do? I took a picture of it and posted it to Instagram. <laughs> like any sane person. <laughs> And I actually and I actually yes. got 100% completion on it too. So that was pretty oh, awesome. That's impressive. That was that's a fun impressive. game too. I've only done that with one game. Can you guess what it is real quick? <gasps> I've mentioned it before. Is it Halo 2? Nope. Oh, damn. Come it. on, easier. And it involves Is it Super Mario 64? Nope. Nope, I talk, oh, I haven't talked about it yet. Um, <laughs> no, I'm blanking. Wait, was it the ping pong Marvel game? Marvel Blast Ultra. Oh, oh okay. Oh. <laughs> I got every achievement. I was for close. That. I was getting that there. That was close. Was you were there. balls. Um, and then I beat all the expansions for, well, as much as I could the expansions of destiny the best that of came out <laughs> well i mean all the stuff that didn't require damn matchmaking I, yeah. I beat i beat the destiny stuff the taken king and house of wolves uh then hotline miami oh i heard good things about that, that. game was so fun good soundtrack i heard yes yeah excellent game it's super gory and over, over the, the top, top violent. shooter yeah like, have you, have you no. seen over the top shooter like uh, super super pixelated lights. like it's very very pixel art yeah graphic Looks style cool. oh so it's a throwback yeah, yeah. Gotcha. it's a it's a throwback yeah, game, gotcha. but it is so much fun because I rushed in thinking you had a health bar. No. <laughs> Silly me, you yeah. don't have a health yeah, like, bar. You get hit with one thing and yeah. you die, and you have to restart. <laughs> and so it's very complicated, but it just made you be just do these bold and outrageous things to try to win the le- each level. It was a I'd ton like of fun. That. And then my last one that I completed this year was Far Cry Four, mm. which was an excellent game as well. I got a buddy playing that right now. He loves it. Oh, it's a big it's Far fun. Cry fan. It's fun. I never never played it. Don't really care to. The villain. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. Both them's fighting words, probably. <laughs> I really like this Far Cry series. Uh, I played Far Cry Three before. Is the only one I've played. I've been meaning to go back and play Far Cry One and Far Cry Two. Um, I want to play Just Cause Three. Yeah, that one looks interesting. That looks I a little. I heard weird mixed things really? about it. it that one fun. is kind of like I. I feel like it's kind of 
a little bit of Far Cry, but that's on why, that's steroids. What I was saying. I'd be like, I'd rather get that than Far Cry. I think. Because yeah, Far I've, Cry, Far Cry, you can do some crazy out, crazy things, but mm-hmm. everything I've seen of Just Cause Three is so right. much more. You gotta be top. into that stuff. Like I want to like fly on a flying barrel that I shot and like flames coming <laughs> yeah. out of it and like my See, wingsuit. One of the mo- more interesting reviews I read was that I was simultaneously bored and incredibly entertained. Yeah, and I it's could, like those yeah. are two. The, the, you're saying the exact I mean, opposite look, words. Well, it looks fun to play, but I bet you there's not much substance to it. Yeah. yeah. I'm guessing. I don't know. I played the first demo for uh, like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see when it comes out. But anyway, so that was my, that was my, uh, my ones of, of, uh, mm, 20, of 2015 that I played. So, okay. So Zach, you were talking about earlier, you yeah. were talking about uh, your other two games, I Halo 5 more. and Fallout 4. That's right. Wow. Thank you. Memory Sorry. is so good. Yes, what good was memory. that? 20 whole minutes ago? <laughs> oh, <Gosh. what's> that? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Mogan spitting fire. All right, uh, yeah. So Halo Five came out. I'm a huge Halo fan, so this is very exciting for really? me. Really? Are you? Oh, no, not really. Actually, <laughs> I made all that stuff mediocre. Up about I've only bragged about my high placement on the leaderboards about I'm, a million I'm a times. I'm pro in, in hiding. <laughs> um, with Halo Five coming out, this is the second installment by Three Four Three, which took it over from Bungie. Mm-hmm. I will always. No, I can't say that because I want to be as unbiased as possible. I prefer so far Bungie's approach to Halo. I've I agree. There are three. The trilogy, the Master Chief trilogy, is Halo for me. When Halo Four came out, however, I actually thought Three Four Three did a decent job with the campaign. The multiplayer, not so much. I thought it was a little bit lacking. In Halo Five, reverse that. Halo 5's campaign. I was thinking about today. In my, I was driving around. I was just ranking the campaigns and not in any kind of maniacal way or like a stab at Halo 5. I was like, oh, Halo 5's the worst. <laughs> you know? It just kind of turned up that way. Yeah, Halo 4's campaign actually isn't terrible. I, I think I put 1, 2, and 3 before f- Halo 4, mm-hmm. but Halo 4 is better than Halo 5 as far as campaign. And that's a bummer to me because... I was about to say, it sounds like they're getting progressively worse. They're not getting progressively worse because Halo 4 did a decent job. I really, Nothing, I really liked the campaign of Halo 4. Halo 4 is a decent job. I don't think... What Bungie was doing, though, I don't think 343 will be able to kind of touch. And that's not entirely their fault. Bungie had no. the luxury of... <laughs> luxury. They had the, the skill of creating <laughs> it and then the luxury of being able to live... Finish out that story properly. They knew what they. I think they were doing... And 343 is kind of taking it another direction, which is always going to catch some flack. Though I thought, like I said, Halo 4 did a decent job with it. Unfortunately, though, I think Halo 5 is just, the campaign-wise was just underwhelming in a lot of different ways. They, we were talking about this earlier, they included some AI companions, which might be good in theory, but I prefer Halo as a lone wolf. And that's yep, a preference. Me too. You know, I don't think they, it wasn't, it was executed poorly. I just would say that no game I've ever played had good AI companions. <laughs> you know, I think games are kind of catching, catching up to that. And that's just my opinion. I mean, maybe there is a game where I've, that I've missed that has really good AI companions. I don't know. Fallout. I mean, typically your companions are just dying right and left. And <laughs> you're like, these guys. And not that they're dying right and left. It's just that they're, uh, they're just there. Slowing you yeah. down. They're not bad, but they're not good. Messing up they're your really there. Yeah. There hardly ever is that moment where, like, oh, I'm about to die. And then all out of nowhere comes right. an AI companion and blasts the guy away and saves right. your ass. See, I'm thinking specifically of Kingdom Hearts and all oh. of your companions are bad. They're just, <laughs> they're just always bad. And I'm just like, if these guys would just go away, I could play the game <laughs> so much so better. Well, because sometimes it's, always, so it's, it's tied to if they get damage where they're about to die see you that's have the to thing every time you look around they're dead and you're like great thanks for helping guys this is super useful <laughs> um there are several missions from halo 5 that i that stick out to me but 
like two tops, and that's unfortunate. There was just nothing really memorable that happened. Like they're all consistently okay. Yeah, you know, it was kind of a you know a banal game. And in overall. a lot of ways, that's worse. Because if you hate me, a game, at least you have passion about hating it. Whereas if it's just like meh, yeah, it was just, just kind like, of meh. Yeah. And I will say this in their credit, I think the story could be taken in a very interesting direction for Halo Six. I think they actually set themselves up kind of nicely to do did something pretty interesting. Did it end on like a, a cliffhanger? Did it end on a cliffhanger? Bit of a cliffhanger? It, it kind of. It, it, yes, it did. But it ended on like, we see where this is going. Hmm. You know, it's not so much like, hmm. what's going to happen next? It's kind of like, oh, like everything's kind of getting brought back together. I don't want to give spoilers away, but Yeah, because like, it's still pretty recent. Yeah. I guess. Most people have probably beaten it, though. I mean, I'm still working through it. The ending, it looks like they did a Sopranos, where it like, cuts off like in the middle. Oh, and okay. it's surprisingly, I'm like, there's not another cutscene after that. It's surprising. And I know mm. you're still playing it, so you'll be, I'll be interested in your thoughts on that. And, I don't want to heart go into it too much about the campaign, but there's also things about just fighting the Prometheans isn't as fun as fighting the Covenant, in my opinion. Um, the Spartans feel overpowered. It, it never felt too difficult compared to other games. I mean, I, after Halo 5 campaign, me and my buddy went back and played Halo 1, and we were like, wow, Halo 1 is so much better. And that's, you know, 15 years ago. But Halo yeah. 1, that's not fair. Halo 1's a great campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can compare. Um, but uh, here's the flip side of this coin. The multiplayer I really like. I think they've done a really good job with the multiplayer. And honestly, for all the Halos, uh, for the, all the campaigns I love throughout the Halos, the multiplayer is what keeps me playing. And they did, I think, a pretty good job. Maps, okay. There's nothing that really sticks out. And that's a big thing for me. I think Budgie always did a better job of map making. And yeah. that's a huge thing for me to have kind of iconic maps to play on. However, there's a pacing. There's a competitiveness. And it is a lot of fun. And... But I guess more importantly for me, it's the, there's a competitiveness to it that well, I really love. They kind of set it up, though, more with professional gaming, yeah. esports in mind. They I did. Think, with I think they one. did. And I, li- I like it, too. Hats off to them for yeah. doing that. I like it, too. The one thing, and this is just small. It's hard. This is a, oh, it's very hard. It's I'm difficult. getting my ass kicked yeah. repeatedly. It's I was difficult. about to say, you go on um, Prozac? It's fast. But it's fast. I don't know. The one thing, the one thing about it, and I this could. is a small cosmetic detail about it that kind of just, I'm like, why is this even an option then? And maybe I'm just missing it and haven't yep. got to it yet. Why can you customize your color and shadings of your armor, but within when you actually go to a place where anyone's going to play you, you're just red or blue? Well, you do free for all. You got your you got your armor. That is true. You got. I was forgetting all, about that. You got your armor. But yeah, never blue mind. And red, My yeah. apologies. Yeah. For me, it's all about aesthetics. But it's always so, been like so that. That'd I mean, be it's a big you, bummer. <laughs> I, I agree. I love like customizing my guy and making him like this is my guy. This yeah. is what I look like. And, yeah. But it's you know it, when you do do multiplayer red versus blue, it's it's, it's always been red versus blue. Yeah. That's but, true. You know. That's true. But at least you get your what your. I was armor forgetting looks about the. Like. I was forgetting about the. Yeah, and I play a lot of free for all. That's where my main thing is. Nice. Um. Well, my main thing maybe not. But really good competitive Halo is brought back into my life. That makes me happy because sure. I can play competitive Halo again, and I love that. And I also I have Fallout 4 on my list, and that's something I'm in the middle of right now. But you know I'm a big fan of Bethesda and what they did with Oblivion and Skyrim. So Fallout 4, pretty big fan of. Never well, played any other Fallout. Okay, that's, what I, was about to ask, Fallout. that's what I was about to ask you. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm currently playing through Fallout 3. Okay. And it's fun. It's really fun. Like, I got into I it. I heard good things. I got into it. It sucked me in very quickly. Yeah. It's it's immersive. I mean, yeah. they do a it took, good job with it. It took me a little bit to get detail. started cuz you do have a lot of setup in the vault before you before you leave the vault in Fallout 3. Yeah. And I just that kind of stuff I was just like, okay, I want to get I want to get out. Right. I want to get that's, out there. You got, but I understand that's just that's just that's in any game. That's in any game. I know. But then once I got out into the wasteland, I was like, "Ooh." It's yeah. cool. And the only 
most everything I love about it, I even think the gun mechanics and getting into firefights in that game is a lot of fun. I know I've talked about this before, yeah. but like the bullet holes and like the <laughs> dust flying out of the wall next to me, I'm like, oh wow, they actually this is like could pass as just a first person shooter as as is. You know, right. forget the yeah. RPG mechanics; it's a good first person shooter. So, do you agree, having having played it? that a lot of the what the people has it been a big issue to you because a lot of people were complaining that the graphics don't look up to snuff with current generation games really that's not an issue for me i okay. think it looks pretty good I, was, I will say that i prefer to wander around tamriel than the wasteland of boston or wherever the other one was yeah that's, well wouldn't Fall everyone <laughs> and, and, and i never thought it would be that big a deal but like i get home and there's been t- nights where i'm like I want to play Fallout, man. No, I don't really want to play Fallout. You know, and yeah. like I guarantee you, if it was Skyrim or Oblivion, I would want just to wander around a yeah. beautiful map. There, yeah. That place is fucking depressing. I mean, there's like <laughs> well, dead I think people that's the point. everywhere. I, exactly, <laughs> I, and I don't want to. I don't want to like knock them for making it so well, well made. Of a <laughs> they depressing did too place. good of a job. But it's like you don't want to go there yeah. that often. Even you set up your own campsite, it's shitty. It's like <laughs> you like make a metal box for yourself, and you're like, this is like the best it's gonna get. That's, you know? that's, I, was, I was actually playing. I was actually gonna get much better than this. <laughs> I was actually playing Fallout 3 a little bit today, and yeah, it's all these people who are getting attacked by the raiders, and they're just like, but I've made my home here, and it's this nasty-ass <laughs> shack. It matter. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I'll well, I guess it's over. the best of what you can do, you're right, <laughs> but no. Yeah, I'm, Fallout 4 is on my list of games to hit in the next year, and it's, or it's, after, I, yeah, maybe it's I'll awesome. beat Fallout 3 first. I mean, but. overall, I mean, here's something that happened to me before I came here. I was playing earlier. I was going to return something to, for a quest for this guy, and I was going to the Cabot House, I think that's what it's called. And I was like, oh, I've never been to, there's a place you pass in the Boston streets, and it's like a uh, an art gallery. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll go to the art gallery. <laughs> and I got sucked into a whole other storyline, following this guy named Pickman for five oh, all chances. Really? Yeah, and like trying to help him get away from these raiders that he's been killing. And I'm like, and now I'm totally forgetting about what I was doing in the first place. <laughs> yeah. So, and they do such a good job with that. And like, what other games Wait, right so how now? was the art gallery? Did any it of the pieces disturbing. really jump out at you? Like, like Fallout, disturbing. <laughs> I mean, just gruesome, like, I mean, dead bodies, like skinned alive. Yeah. I mean, they it's really gory. It is a pretty gory You game. shoot someone's head off, it's blood comes out for days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I like it. For days. Kind of like it. For days. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so those are the those Halo Five, Metal Gear Solid Five, and Fallout Four, equally I think played pretty significant roles. And man, if I were to like, and this would be the last thing I'll say about this, if I were to like kind of look at these games on a wall, Metal Gear Solid Five, I would like keep up there. I don't know if that's a that's a weird analogy. Top spot. <laughs> no, I, no, but like Metal Gear Solid Five, I just like for its uniqueness alone. Yeah, its freshness in my mind. I was I was very impressed with Metal Gear Solid Five. I love that game. Hey, it's always a good good thing, good feeling to become a new fan of a, of a, a new, new series. I'm, I'm they can welcome me or they can tell me to go fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> I've never played the other ones. <laughs> All right. Yep. All right, I'm ready now. So, All right. <laughs> in, my uh, I'm ready. So, in terms of Fallout 4 being a really super gory, depressing game, an interesting segue would be to then go to Undertale. <laughs> because Undertale is arguably, it has the potential to be the exact opposite. So, the tagline for Undertale is actually the friendly game where nobody has to die. Mm. And for me, I'm like, that's just the best sounding thing I've ever heard. It sounds like a setup, though. Because sometimes you definitely want to blow people's brains out and blood comes out for days. And other <laughs> times you're like, you know, I really don't feel like doing that. And Undertale has the ability to play the game in what most people are calling um, pacifist mode. So do like a pacifist one where you complete the entire game without killing a single enemy, monster, whatever. And that's one of the big goals. Hmm. The opposite side is, 
I forget what it's actually called, but where you play the game and you kill everyone. Everyone has to die. And the interesting way that the story is told is really touching. It's mm. really heartfelt. So I need to give you guys a bit of a setup. So Undertale. Yeah, it's I, it's I similar in style this. to it's a throwback game. So it's top down overview. It's very pixelated. You just play this little person. It's kind of not really, I don't think it's ever specifically said if you're a boy or a girl, but the character's name is Frisk. So you're this little, yeah. It doesn't help. So, no, it doesn't help at all. So it's you're up the, for the player to decide. Yeah, it is. It's it's kind, it kind of is kind of up for you to decide. Zach, please. <laughs> this isn't Pokemon where you have to tell Professor Oak, are you a boy or a girl? No. Do they you, do that in Pokemon? Yeah, they do. The very beginning of the mm. game. That's how it picks. Well, oh, if you're going to be a boy, <laughs> it's, not, it's not one of the options. <laughs> um, so you're just this little human kid frisk and the whole game starts with you go to this mountain and it's one of the only places in the world where you can get to the underground so the whole setup is the underground is basically where all of the monsters of the world now live because bajillions of years ago or whatever human world and monster world were separated because of a war something something blah blah every the underground all the monsters went to the underground so you are in the underground now and basically the game is you trying to get out of the underground so everything that's in the underground is a monster, but they are all very well fleshed out characters. So every battle is this new character, and you can either play a battle in the way that you want to kill the character, or by not killing them, you can basically do, basically instead of doing an actual action, you just talk to them. Because the entire battle, they're talking to you. Like they keep, and it's really funny. It's a really funny, humorous game. It's really funnily written. There's tons of jokes. You'll be laughing your ass off. So if you choose to not actually fight them, if you just choose to talk to them, if you talk the right way, if you ask the right questions, ask to say the right answers, you can eventually get to the point in a battle where you can spare them. So instead of you actually winning, you just choose to spare whoever it is that you're fighting. And by sparing them, you basically befriend them. Now, not everyone is actually your friend. Some of them are, some of the characters are a bit more antagonistic than others. Mainly the flower, the friendly little smiley flower. Maybe you've seen it. Mm -mm. No, that's okay. You'll, you'll get to it. You'll get to it. So the friendly little smiley flower, I think his name is actually Flowey. Okay. But anyways, so he's like the worst character, worst one. But everyone else is really... They're, what really strikes me about the game is how well fleshed out the characters are, considering how visually non-impressive it is. <laughs> Jarrett wants to kill the dog next door right now. <laughs> <laughs> is it long? It well, well it so, long so, so let's let's all be pacifists here. Let's not let's not take it out on the dog. So, um, <laughs> Undertale is one of the few games that I can remember in recent history that like simultaneously makes you laugh and laugh and laugh. And then you're also like, Oh, but I'm kind of sad now too. <laughs> so like, it's funny, I've, but it's I've also sad. Emotions. It is. It's a real mix of emotions. And depending on how you play the game, whether you're going to kill everybody right and left or be a pacifist or a mix of both, that obviously determines the ending of the game. Hmm. So it does have a lot of replay value in that. Obviously you can play the game as a pacifist first and then kill everybody the next time around. So there's a lot of ability for you to come back to it. And it's not very long. It's a relatively short game. Uh, it was actually made by only one guy. So wow. one guy did everything. Wow. Like, That's except impressive. for a little bit of help with the art. Um, what's his name? I wrote it down. Toby Fox oh, nice. did everything for the whole game. He did all the programming. He did the music. Wow. He did all That's the stuff. That's impressive. That's and so cool. if you want to talk about an indie game, Undertale is an indie. <laughs> it's much more indie it's than one that. guy. It's one guy making a game. I think he said it took him like two years. And actually what's interesting is that it was originally um, a Kickstarter 
and his original goal was only $5,000, but he raised over 50000 for it. Holy crap. And it wound wow. up being a huge success, a huge critical success. Also now getting closer to being a big commercial success. Yeah. So nominated it's obviously, for a Game Award. Yeah, nominated for a bunch of Game Awards. It was nominated for three categories? Didn't win like any that. of no, them. No, it didn't got win, unfortunately. But hey, that's a big thing to at least yeah, be but nominated. Is, sure. For one guy to do all of that, I think that's incredibly impressive. Nice. So Undertale, definitely sticking with me. Cool. Well, I just want to say real quick that the only thing I know about Undertale is a review I read from Kotaku. Um, I wish I knew the guy's name. I can like bring it up real quick. But basically, he talks about it's one of the most interesting reviews I've ever read because he gets very personal about his life in it. He's like, I just moved to San Francisco. And he was talking about he was depressed. He didn't have any friends. Mm-hmm. The friends he did have... I guess we're like not that we want to really be friends with her, kind of take him out a dark path. And he played this game that like changed everything for him. I mean, he said it was the first, like one of the first games he's ever like cried at the end at. And he like made him appreciate like friendship and like it is, what it's people hard. mean. It's to really him. hard to describe in words how how much the game impresses upon you emotionally. That's what he said. He, he said it was amazing. Because and, if you just looked at a screenshot of the game, you'd be like, what the hell is that? Yeah. But then you actually play it and you're like, holy crap, I'm so invested. Nathan Grayson, I got it, is the guy that wrote the... Uh, gotcha. Uh, people, and here's the first paragraph. People don't like Undertale, they love it. This game is personal for them, it's personal for me too. And it's got a great review. Interesting. I remember I read the I'll whole thing. I'll have to go thing. read that. Just I actually haven't read it. I was reading because I was curious it. about this guy, like spilling, spilling his guts a little bit. And, you know, I always appreciate that. That's cool. I feel like that's how the game makes a lot of people feel. Yeah. And the fan that. base of Undertale is really great because there's so much, there's just funny comics, funny art. It's a yeah. really good place to be right now because it's still so new. It only came out in September. Oh. So I mean, it's we, still, we it's still quite that. new. Yeah. I could get on my Mac Yeah, it's not computer. too late. You don't have to always be the last two people on the internet who haven't played Undertale. Uh, I don't want to be that guy. Nice. How embarrassing. So you had you had one more game you wanted to talk about that I made did. an impact on you. We in could 2015. talk about it a little bit. So yeah. I'll just be this will be me convincing you that you definitely need to play it. I mean, I don't know how much more convincing I'm going to need. Oh, not not much. So Ori in the Blind Forest. Oh, inter- yes. Yeah, we just talked about we this. Did. I said it earlier. It's not like a surprise. <laughs> yeah. So actually, it's funny that the only, <laughs> it's funny that the only two games on my list for this year are both indie games. So uh, Ori and the Blind Forest, from developed by Moon Studios, I believe, mm-hmm. and then, of course, published by Microsoft. So people can play it on PC. They can also play it on... It actually is Mac compatible, and then you can play it on um, Xbox. Xbox yeah, stuff, Xbox yeah. One. And mm-hmm. they keep saying they're going to release it for the 360, but I don't know if they actually have yet or not. They shouldn't Because it that. was supposed to happen by the end of this year, and I'm not actually sure that it did. Well, maybe they should. But the well, point well, is, Ori and the Blind Forest came out back in March, not super new. But in terms of the whole year in gaming, I'm not sure that I can think of a game that is its artistic equivalent. Yeah, that because that's how. I, again, I came up with it. I think I was first. I was actually first introduced to it. I think I'd heard the name, but hadn't really looked into it until I was looking through the list of the nominees for the Game Awards and saw that it was, you know, it was up for several awards and then it wound up winning a couple. Um, and right then I went and listened to the soundtrack since the soundtrack was nominated and my God, yeah. the that's heart actually, I listened to the soundtrack yeah. too no, that's based what on got your, me. So I was actually, I was just at work it's one really day good. and I was listening to the journey soundtrack on mm-hmm. YouTube because I was like, I need to listen to something really soothing and emotional right mm-hmm. now. Cause that's what no, most people do in an office. Right. <laughs> but then it was like, uh, of course in the rec or like the related videos yeah. or whatever, there was this game or in the blind forest. And I was like, sure, why not? I'll branch out today. And I listened to it and I was like, I have 
have to know more <laughs> exactly. right That's now. That's exactly, that was exactly my reaction to it. And so I said, I have to know more. I went and watched the trailer. And even from the trailer, I was emotionally connected to it. It's so, see this. it's see so this. like, there's a, there's different types of graphics in gaming. There are the ultra realistic, super clean, super beautiful mm-hmm. graphics like in Phantom Pain or mm-hmm. in Rise of the mm-hmm. Tomb Raider. Those are all yeah. really, really beautiful games, but not in the same way. You know, you don't look at a real sunset in real life and think of it in the same artistic sense as you would a painting of a sunset. Right. So in that sense, Ori in the Blind Forest is graphically and visually stunning, but in such a different way that you really can't make a direct comparison. It's They're almost just it's, it almost has this like well that brings it's it's like a ch- it's almost a childish feel to it. It is. So but then in, there's also in the parts in the trailer especially when it was showing like the evil that you have to see, face. See actually I was going to say if you watched just videos or just um you know the trailer you wouldn't really be able to immediately grasp it's hard. <laughs> there are certain levels of that game that are infuriating. So if no one's ever seen it it is a 2D side scroller. Mm-hmm. So but it is very open. So there actually aren't any loading screens at all. So it's very good hmm. at keeping like you that. really yeah, in like the that. moment because like there's no pause. Like unless you actually stop or pause the mm-hmm. game, it's very seamless. So it's very open. Even though it's a flat 2D world, it feels very expansive, which is hard to do in a 2D side-scroller. Right. I mean, even in terms of like Mario, you never feel like you're in a big giant no, world. It's a no. linear world. And Ori in the Blind Forest really doesn't feel like that to me. So you might look at it and go, oh, this is a kid's game, but actually you play it, and I'm not sure a kid could do it. Some of those levels are the escape scene in particular is very, very difficult. I am very interested in this game. You guys have piqued my interest. And I like what you're saying about games that have this sort of artistic feel. And I don't think it's new in video games. I think games have been slowly developing different styles and you know in terms of how they look. But it's a very interesting conversation to have about what constitutes as good graphics, for example, or what yeah. constitutes as a good art direction in a game, you know? And cause I'm thinking about games like limbo that I was speaking. We should about go earlier. into that further in depth on a podcast. That'd we be a need good one. to, because that is something in this medium that can be dissected. And with paintings or with literature, that's something people, you could have a real grasp on the artistic structure of video games. Right. And actually, so we were also talking about cinematics earlier. Yeah. The makers of Ori and the Blind Forest have very openly stated a lot of different um, influences that kind of mm. dictate, not dictated, but just very much um, influenced yeah. how they made the game. And some of the uh, sources that they cited were they were trying to get back to games or just sort of call up call up games like A Link to the Past yeah. and the old Metroid games. So the old 2D side-scrolling Metroid games. But then they also cited artistic influences like the movies of Hayao Miyazaki. Yeah. So yeah. like uh, actually one of the levels is even um, a direct kind of a shout out to um, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind because one of the levels is called Valley of the Wind. So they were very open about saying, no, we were really impressed upon by different artistic styles. And so I think it's really interesting to see that in the game because I wouldn't have immediately thought of it myself. But after actually knowing that that is something that they took into consideration, I'm like, oh, I definitely see it now. Okay, I, cool. I, I see I see where that came from. Nice. Yeah, I like that. Drawing on influences from other great artists. I love that. I love video. I mean, I just like games, you know, being able to push the medium like this. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, I'm making a note right now that we should do an art direction. An art direction. Oh, uh, I thought podcast. you were writing down A plus, and I was a like, plus. yeah, it is an A plus game. Yeah, I'm gonna review it right now. A plus, just from movies being so. Did you have any other big things from 2015 no, that you those, wanted to cover? No, those were really the only two games that really made a big impact on yeah. me. So in all the others, like there were definitely some good ones that came out. I definitely played some older games, but nothing that really stood out to me nearly as much. Yeah. So these were the two front runners for me by a mile. Cool. Yeah. So it was not even a close call. I played a iPhone game called Alto where you're you ski and it's fun. I'm not even sure like I've ever r- heard you say the words iPhone game. <laughs> no, maybe we'll do a show about iPhone games. Yeah, we, we should. Really we should. That's a, yeah. big, that's a big. There's I've, some good I've ones. played some. I've, some I've really fallen off a little bit in how many I played, but yeah, there I mean, are some good ones. I kept. Hey, up. man, Times Magazine gave the number one game to an iPhone's game. <laughs> that's Did true. They, wait, what game? You were telling us about it. Prune. That's right. Where you chop trees and grow. I don't know. I didn't see much. No, it sounds good. It sounds good. Yeah, yeah. That's what I do. I love gardening. It sounds perfect. So I don't really think I have that much more that I was really going to touch on. Uh, the one thing that was like looking back on my list of games that I've pl- that the games that I played and, and completed in the last year, um, I really was struck by how many of the games that were released in 2015 I did not play. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I'm starting a few like Battlefront, Halo Five. That. So my big thing for this year are ones that I missed that I want to for sure go back and, and hit. So like those were. And I know this one got a lot of flack because it had a very short single-player campaign. It was only single-player campaign, and it felt very stilted and not as much open-world as some more modern shooters have been. But The Order 1886 is a PlayStation exclusive. I remember seeing stuff about that. And so, it, That's it, all look, I have to say. That was a very vague <laughs> but statement. Yes, I remember to me, it, it mixed two, two very interesting things to me, which is some mythology, like it has to do with werewolves and things like that. But you're also in the... Um, Victorian area era London with you know but you're still the Knights of the Round Table so yeah. like Sir Galahad and Lancelot and all that and mm, that's cool. and there's just some more there's some like magic and mystery and it almost gave me the feeling from from everything that I saw about it of the underworld movies Oh, yeah. with, oh. but, but yeah. in Victorian London. On the London. sci-fi channel cool. every single weekend? Yeah. On I mean, Constant granted, there's no, there's no <laughs> vampires and only the werewolves, but it, 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 gave, it gave me that feel, and so that, that attracted me to it. Cool. Um, then obviously, Ori in the Blind Forest, we've all talked I about why. I want to get on that board. Do it. Train. Um, Bloodborne, because that one looked just like a, I mean, it's made by the same developer from software, you know, uh, that made the Dark Souls. And to me, it's, is it as difficult, do you think? I don't do think it think? is. Okay. I think I've heard that it's not as difficult, which is slightly why it's appealing. I was about to say, <laughs> oh so God. you can play it and not Because I can actually yourself. play it and not want to kill myself. And exactly. Jared, remember when Jarrett went the wrong way? And oh, it, for yes. five hours yeah, you're like, in I Dark like Souls? Day, but I yeah. went you know what? I'm done way. with this game. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it just, it, it's dark, demonic world is very beautiful in a very sinister way. Mm-hmm. And that's has my attention. So I definitely want to hit that one in the next year. Uh, again, as I've discussed in many episodes, especially the last one, the game or, or in our game awards bonus sode, uh, The Witcher Three uh, is high on my list. I have it. I have not started like it yet. It will probably Witcher be the next one. Somewhere. I thought you had already started it. No, I just bought you it. You seemed so invested at the game awards that I was I've like, started, oh, he's definitely playing I've, it. I'm playing through. I'm playing through The Witcher One right now. <laughs> so I'm in this. I'm in the series, and already Catch just from <laughs> and already just from what I've played in The Witcher One, I'm in love with. The <laughs> Uh, then obviously Metal Gear Solid Five: yeah, Phantom yeah. Pain. You're and not going to play it. Yeah. No, I'm going <laughs> no to. You guys I'll play it. I'll play it. I'm going to play it. And then and then uh, Mogan brought it up briefly, but Rise of the Tomb Raider. I loved the first oh, yeah. one. 
but like I said, I just recently purchased an Xbox One, so I can play it now, but I just haven't bought it yet. You so. know, actually, I even just realized I'm a total liar. There is one other game this year. So all of that talk about demons and whatnot, that actually yep. brought brought back. <laughs> so it, it's actually another indie game, and it's definitely not recent, but this was the first year that I played it. Mm-hmm. Year Walk. Have either Not of you ever? Yeah. I love Never that's my favorite response when just nobody, nobody <laughs> even walk. the blank faces. So year walk. So in case you can't, in case I'm slurring, it's like the word year, like the year 2005, and walk like you take a walk uh-huh. because it's literally based on the concept of a year walk, which is I believe um, from Swedish folklore. Okay. So like way back, I think it would have been like in the 1700s. In actual time, year walks is basically the sort of pagan equivalent of a vision quest. So the idea is at certain times of the year, so this is where the year walk comes from, typically on um, big, basically holidays or like festivals. So um, New Year's Eve Mm -hmm. is specifically one of them where you literally take a year walk. So the idea of a year walk is you basically starve yourself all day. You don't see any of your friends or family. You shut yourself up in a dark room. You don't even turn on any lights, no even natural light, no candlelight. (laughs) And so then once you're sufficiently starved to death and super disoriented, when (laughs) night... Your average day. (laughs) Your average day in Sweden. (laughs) So then when night falls, you leave your house to do the actual year walk. And you do this because the year walk is meant to reveal to you what's going to happen in the coming year. So not only is it something that you only do once a year, you're also trying to find out what happens mm. next year. I see. It's How'd an, you find out about this case? Yeah, it's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of it. So actually, it was originally, now that we talk about it, it was originally, I believe, an iOS game, an iPhone mm. game. But they recently ported it to the Wii U. So I think I was actually just oh, on I the see. Nintendo oh, store, I and I was like, I need a game. I have $7. That's a hamburger. I can spare that. <laughs> so <laughs> I just I just made. downloaded it, and I was playing it specifically for Halloween, because I oh, love okay. playing horror. So actually, I should get around to that. It's a very macabre, horrific game. Hmm. It's very, very short. You can easily play it in one night. And it's... Ooh. It's really, like, I don't want to spoil too much because it really is a super fun game. It actually did win quite a few awards as well for its artistic style. You would almost liken it to a storybook. Because it is, it's not, I'm not sure you would call it a 2D, it's, it's kind of in its own weird little category. So it's very, very easy to play. It's very inexpensive. If you have if you have one more game that you're going to play this year, do it on New Year's Eve as you have starved oh, yourself and you're ready to go to out cool. and do your own year walk. And, year um, walk. God, that's, it's good. Very, that's good. Good spotlight yeah, on a it's, game it's, I've it's never even heard of. And so that's three. Three <laughs> indie games made that you can made add it. to your list. <laughs> three indie games. I love it. Uh, and then the other thing, just to close out my stuff, my recap is some soundtracks that I really loved, again, or in the Blind Forest. Oh, wait, we actually didn't say that's by Gareth Coker. Oh, yeah, Gareth Coker. So if he, if, I'm if very it, excited. I mean, to if hear anybody like has his. his number, please tweet it to me at Team Jack Podcast. <laughs> we want to give him our personal thanks. Yes, yeah. Uh, Halo 5 had a great soundtrack as well. It did. Oh, you know, that was another thing about Halo 5. This sound, the, I forget the musician's name. We should. Kazuma yeah. Giannucci. Yep, I knew it was something like that. It was really good. <laughs> I was about to say that. Something like that. I, I, like, <laughs> <about to come laughs> I like how I like how it's like kind of classic Halo, but new Halo. Exactly. And, and That's Halo, what I was about to say. Halo, Halo 4, 4 didn't have that. Didn't have that. Yeah, yeah. I love the Halo 4 soundtrack. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Okay. But but no, but I did really love that Halo 5, it brought back the the chorus. Uh-huh. 
the you know the men's vocals that come in, but then it right. still it blended also some of the styles and the riffs and the motives from the Halo Four soundtrack, kind of blended it, them it together. Did a much better job, in my opinion, than the Halo Four soundtrack. Yeah. I wasn't as on board with the Halo Four soundtrack, but I know we agree on that the Halo Five Halo was Five really, was is excellent. It was good. Wait, I was, was it impressed. nominated at the Game it was. Awards? It was. Oh, okay, I, yeah, I actually so. I missed it. Hmm. Who won? Oh, Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid won. won. Yeah. Eh, or in the one, Forrest got robbed. Boo. <laughs> 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 Don't bring it up. Um, and then the last one, which wasn't actually from 20, 2015, but again, I listened to it in 2015 and grew to love it, was the, because I started playing the game, was Dragon Age Inquisition. Ah, yes. Uh, and this one is the... So it is the... I've liked, I've liked the other soundtracks from the previous Dragon Age games, but uh, Inquisition is a whole nother level for the series, for it. Uh, that it's composed by Trevor Morris and he's done some TV and film stuff before. The one other thing of his that's coming to mind is he did the soundtrack for the Showtime show Tudors, the Tudors about Henry the oh. eighth. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Jonathan Reese. Um, yeah, Jonathan yeah, Reese. Yeah. Their opening theme is really good. Now I'm remembering yeah. it. Oh, that's yeah. that guy. It's this guy. That's okay, and his, cool. his opening, his inquisition theme for this is it's so epic yeah. and especially when you're going to play a game like a like an rpg you want that musical score to yes. be epic it's important and man right out the gate with that with the with the theme is it just sets the tone for this epic sprawling it, you just imagine even in your head while listening to it just scenes from like lord of the rings or something where people are like hiking along mountaintops <laughs> and they're going through snow then they're going through rivers and just traversing all this yeah, terrain yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the feeling that the soundtrack invokes and it was it was even though again it wasn't a 2015 it was new I'm for a, me I'm in 2015. And I'll do whatever I want. I'm a damn rule. I will do whatever I want. <laughs> I, I, listen, so. I listened to recently the Skyrim soundtrack or the first couple um, playlists in the soundtrack and then the Oblivion one. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. The Skyrim is so epic. The opening the opening um, orchestra to the... Um, have you played it? No. Skyrim? It's, it's, they, it's crazy. It's like... Thump, thumping drums oh, with no, like I know I know the song I know the song, know the song. Very, and, and so you're talking about that and like if Sky, Skyrim sounds like you know someone like smashing bones on like webbed cans made of orc skin yeah. and then Oblivion <laughs> sounds a sound we're all very familiar with we course, all know so that vivid. sound yeah, then, but and it's interesting because Oblivion is the exact opposite it's like a wood elf playing a flute you know and, and that's relaxing and, and I like Oblivion a lot better these analogies you know? are and beautiful and so it's like it's interesting both Types of music, I think, can work well, but for some reason, there's a mysteriousness. Yeah. When you lose the epicness a little bit and you get the mysteriousness, I really, I might prefer that. Yeah, nice. I mean, not Maybe to think of that. Not to downplay the, the, Einan Zur was the one who did, who he did Fallout 4. Yeah. Um, he did, did he do, he did, he did Dragon Age Origins and Dragon Age 2. Okay, okay. And those were excellent st- scores. I have multiple songs from those soundtracks on my, in my favorite soundtracks playlists on Spotify. Um, and but he did excellent. But I just think Trevor Morris's score took, and maybe they had a bigger the budget right for fit. it or something. I, yeah. I, I don't know. It was the right, but fit. it was it was the right fit yeah. for this, and it, it's an outstanding. But uh, but yeah, that's kind of wraps up my summary of 2015 for, of my year in gaming and all of our years in yeah. gaming. Uh, we would love to hear what were the big moments for you from 2015 in the world of games. So please send us an email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and send us a and send us a tweet there at team chat podcast but with that bring this episode to, to a, a close, close which we're, we're working on our closing thank you, you know, all we gotta work on it it's <laughs> we're never slowly good. leaving the room <laughs> we're just, okay. we're just we're slowly backing away from the microphone but anyway thank you again for listening and supporting us thank you 
come back next time for the next episode of Team Chat Podcast. Until then, I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Peace out and Happy New Year. And Aww. Zachary Parks. I'm still in that. Happy New Year. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>